Hey everyone, welcome back to Google Workspace Recap, where we review everything new to Workspace every week. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. I'd like to briefly update on last week's chat navigation app, mobile app update. I made a joke about, want, you know, do you want some more navigation with your navigation, right? Because there was supposed to be a navigation bar like normal on the bottom with another navigation bar layered on top of it, only to realize that there was only just the one navigation bar on the bottom. Well, I got the update today and I got to the bottom of this in the Gmail app there are two navigation bars. So my joke still stands, and I'd like to have that on record so that it is known that I'm not crazy. <laughs> so there. <laughs> it is there. Um, and honestly, it, it does work, even though it's a, a, double, uh, a double bar on there. And I got the chat bubbles as well, although I'm hearing from some folks that they have not yet received that, even though they got the new uh, navigation bar. So it looks like it is still rolling out. Steve, how are you feeling? You better? You good? Good. I'm feeling a little bit better, mostly better. Get the occasional cough that just won't go away for a minute or two, but uh, otherwise, uh, back in business for the most part. Glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just that, uh, like you said, kind of change in weather is not uh, not always that great. Yeah. Well, it's you, you know, know you as, had as, snow, as amazing right? as a warm weather. Well, yeah, I left. I left uh, as it was snowing, and I went down into you know eighty degree weather for a week, mm -hmm. and uh, came back with could barely talk and. Uh, That's right. Road and last time we saw you, you were. Yeah, it, took, uh, it took a week. Last time we saw you, you yes, were uh, Casey Neistat wannabe <laughs> with the sunglasses, exactly. channeling your inner Casey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, oh no, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much for putting those yeah. on every episode. <laughs> I mean, it was a good thing, only like ten bucks, but yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it was fun while it lasted. So. Yeah. Well, well, you had your yeah. uh, feet up. It looks like Google had a monster week trying to push all this out before the end of the it year. It did. This is yeah. This has been uh, been a busy week here. Uh, last two weeks, actually. I mean, last mm -hmm. week was pretty substantial, and and then yeah, this week we have you know thirteen during the week, one at the end of the week recap post, and uh, a lot of other stuff happening with uh, you know Bard with Gemini, the release on that. Uh, That's huge. Yeah. Meet hardware. Yeah. And uh, then our, you know, yet another Chrome release coming out as well, 120. We'll talk about that probably in next week's episode, though, just because of all the updates we have. So yeah, I'll run through that agenda we have for you this week. Uh, first one that we saw there at the end of the week recap was uh, the report sharing and comment push notifications for abuse on Android devices. Uh, and then in published releases uh, throughout the week, uh, those 13 here, we'll start with uh, the, uh, you can now access Google uh, Vault audit logs alongside other workspace audit logs. Some changes there happening. Uh, you can start to solve math equations easily with Smart Compose. And, and oddly enough, I was getting some TikTok feed of people commenting about, you know, writing math equations in Google search. I've, I've, I do that a lot, actually. I just yep. write some formula into the search bar and it, you know, Google solves it for me. Done it for years. Very fast calculator. Yeah. Yeah. A lot faster than trying to open up a calculator and just put it in the, you know, search bar and boom, does some stuff. But this is for, uh, Smart Compose. Uh, next, we have there's a you know redesigned search results page in Google Chat. Uh, more Vault updates here, where admins uh, in Google Vault can now export hyperlink to Google Drive content from Gmail messages. Also, uh, uh, some client side encryption as a default mode for new emails, events, and uh, files. Uh, there's a new beta to add granular control options uh, for who can respond to Google Forms. 
Uh, next uh, seventh update here, we have you can turn on snippets for additional context surrounding data loss prevention rule violations. That's kind of cool. Uh, you can manage conversations by muting notifications in Google Chat. So more of those chat Yay. updates coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can now see there's an upgraded grace period for resolving policy violations in managed iOS devices. Uh, custom notifications for Google Chat data loss uh, prevention rules are now GA. That is good as well. Uh, e-signatures now generally available for Google Workspace individual subscribers. I think that is still <laughs> in beta for non-individual subscribers, so still waiting for that for most of us. Yep. And then the last two we have here is additional enhancements to the search results page in Google Chat. So I don't know, it sounds a little bit similar to that uh, that third update I mentioned. And then finally, uh, you can easily fill in smart chips in Google Docs using placeholder chips and. And then, as I said, uh, Barge Gemini update coming. So a lot of different, I guess there's, you know, there's three different Gemini versions that they announced uh, with that. And uh, the, the Meet Hardware uh, saw an update uh, to, the, to the Chrome OS version there. A few, few new things, a few fixed things, and a few known issues there. So if you're a, uh, you know, a Meet Hardware customer, check out that latest update. There's a few things there for the Avacor uh, equipment and Poly Studios and uh, some additional camera support. Uh, we'll let you dive into that. And uh, if you want to have a, look, a closer look at that, as I said, Chrome 120 also came out. We'll talk about more about those updates in next week's episode. And, uh, and I think are we gonna, we're going to have some updates uh, next week, right? Some big updates next week on yep. the episode. Stay tuned. So stay tuned. Yeah. And let's see what else we have here. And then, of course, in the news, a couple uh, little minor uh, items here in the news. Lenovo Chromebox that fits in your pocket. So those are getting smaller and smaller uh, for, uh, for, you know, for Chrome devices. And then we talked about this, a little, I think, a while ago, uh, but an update on Google Podcast shutting down that is going to be happening in April of 2024. So that is the agenda for this week. And uh, Jesse has a little comment here from our from our sponsors. Yep, forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode, the sponsor, this episode is sponsored by Jamf. Don't click away, just real quick. We know that you're Google experts, but what about those Apple-shaped gaps in your device management strategy? That's where our friends at Jamf come in, tuning your Apple device management turning your Apple device management into a breeze. If you've got a seamless Google Workspace operation, but feel that managing and securing your Apple devices is still a bit of a puzzle, Jamf is the missing piece that you've been searching for. Jamf specializes in Apple device management and security, making sure your iPhones, iPads, and Macs are running smoothly and securely within your Google-powered world. Whether it's deploying apps, enforcing security policies, or ensuring every device is up to date, Jamf has got you covered. With Jamf, you can streamline the onboarding process for your Apple devices, ensuring they seamlessly integrate with your Google Workspace environment. Log into your Mac with your Google credentials, silently deploy Google Drive, Chrome, and the other Google apps to your Apple devices. Ship security events to Google Chronicle, and so much more. Whether you're a startup or an enterprise, start taking your Apple devices seriously with Jamf. Go to jamf.com forward slash, what is it? Workspace Recap. Back over to me. Back over so. to you. All right. Caught you. Uh, <laughs> caught you drinking. Well, I just was. I was waiting for the uh, the handover. That's all. Just, you know, thought you, thought you might say something. Back to you, Steve. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. So, uh, first update there that that end of week uh, recap post. Uh, it's 
talking about report sharing and comment push notifications for abuse on Android devices. So uh, a lot of the you know enhancements that we'd heard about uh, earlier this year to be able to report you know uh, documents or things that are that are you know shared with you that you don't want. A lot of stuff happens on Calendar and Drive and a lot of that stuff. I'm, I start to see it more and more uh, in the last year. Honestly, ever since these, uh, ever since these tools to report it came out, I started seeing it more and more. I don't know what the coincidence is with that, but, uh, this is now uh, going to be a little bit easier on Android devices in order to do that. So if users have, um, that the user will now have the ability to report comment notifications, sharing notifications to spam directly from the notification, uh, in the Google Drive app. And then also if users have lost access to a document, they'll be able to perform a user block on, or yes, they'll be able to perform a user block on the user sent or the share or comment. And this is rolling out to both rapid release and scheduled release domains on extended rollout up to uh, potentially longer than 15 days for visibility. And uh, the expected completion though is not gonna be until January, 2024. And all workspace customers and personal Google accounts will have access to that. All right. Uh, next main update here is that uh, access to Google Vault audit logs alongside other workspace audit logs is uh, going in GA now. Uh, so again, something I think that uh, I've seen in my console for a while, but uh, the availability of improved Google Vault audit logs experience is now GA. So you'll find Vault audit logs in the admin console alongside those other workspace apps uh, like Gmail Drive and more there. And uh, beginning, also beginning in January, the Vault audit logs can be accessed by the Reports API, which you can use to actively monitor your domain's Vault usage. And there'll be some more information on the updates blog uh, when that functionality becomes available. Uh, so this is just kind of you know bringing all those uh, different logs and things aligned in the same space. And it also enables audit logs in the admin console to be compliant with uh, the new uh, recognized uh, regional, sorry, regionalized data processing capabilities. So that is cool as well. So that was um, some of those data digital sovereignty uh, controls that Google had. So I think just for those select customers that are in very specific uh, industries that can pay for that, because uh, that's a pretty premium feature, I believe, if I recall correctly. Uh, rollout for this one, uh, there's some additional, additional details here. Duration, access, visibility uh, remains the same. Uh, continue to require the managed audit permission there, and the Vault audit logs can be accessed through the Vault reports and Matter audit links, as well as from the admin console. Our rollout for this one is a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility that started on the 4th of December for both wrapped release and scheduled release domains, and you know, of course, only available to those customers that have Google Vault or uh, the Vault add-ons, of course. Uh, next, uh, with uh, Smart Compose, you know, getting getting some more functionality here. Uh, you can solve math equations more easily there with Smart Compose. So when you start typing a math equation that ends with the equal sign into your document presentation or spreadsheet comments or drawings, uh, solutions will appear as gray text suggestions. And this kind of gives you some, you know, more seamless mathematical experience here to increase productivity. I don't know how often uh, I'll be <laughs> using this one, but uh, you know, cool nonetheless to see that. Coming well, it makes there. a lot of sense. I've seen folks oh, so keep a, a uh, yeah. Google Sheet open yeah. for them to just throw some math in there throughout the day uh, as they, you know, come across yeah. it. 
Especially folks that uh, do a lot of math, accountants, finance folks, um, even even developers. I have I have one that stores. Yeah, I have one that stores my like commonly used formulas that Mm -hmm. I often use. So it just has a yep. bunch of cells of you know different formulas that I've oh, I've seen come some crazy complex ones like that. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this is I think yeah. going to be going to yeah. be a, a nice addition. Um, like we were saying earlier, is uh, yeah, I usually just throw it up in Google Search or in the Chrome search bar because then it's just really easy to you know do some easy math there. Honestly, though, with the, I have a Logitech MX Keys keyboard. I've got a keyboard button on. I mean, a calculator button on it. Mm-hmm. Just pulls up the the keyboard. Uh, sorry, the calculator on oh, both yeah. Mac and PC, right. uh, whichever you're using it on and uh it's really simple and straightforward that way um this is i imagine a little bit more complex math equations um i also like typing in to google asking you know what's 37.3 percent of something because good lord i'm not doing that math <laughs> yeah yeah exactly or just any kind of equation it's a little quicker than going into mm-hmm. sheets and putting in the formula uh in the cell yeah all right well rollout for this one is um has started on the 5th of December for rapid release domains, gradual rollout there for up to 15 days for visibility, uh, same kind of rollout pace for scheduled release domains, but that uh, will start in a few days on the 18th of December. And this is available to just select uh, SKUs, so business starter, standard, business plus. I mean, it looks like everyone, business starter, standard plus, essentials, like this <laughs> is, it's pretty much everyone. That's pretty much everyone. I just, who Front is interested here? I don't know. Frontline? No front line. Yeah, but I'm sure they probably get no <laughs> front line, but that seems weird. They don't get it. This is going to be our okay. tiniest GIF ever also. It it's, it's a little, little yeah. rectangle. It's just the white around the it text is. of the equation. And it that's is it. small. So I'll right. put it up on the screen next to right. us like normal, but yeah. folks, it's teeny tiny, so you might not be able to see it so well. It is. <laughs> it's, yeah, and, it's, and the context of it is just it's very like... You, know, you can't even tell where it's at or how to like yeah. access it. Where it's, it looks like it's at a dock, right? It's That's what it looks like dock. to me. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. All right. Next update here. We have that intro- uh, the introduction of a redesigned search results page in Google Chat. So again, uh, kind of building upon that uh, announcements that we had around Next and everything. Uh, the uh, upgrade to the search result page is uh, is now rolling out. Uh, so. Uh, chat will highlight matching keywords in the search results and show clear uh, demarcation between results for easier browsing. I wonder if I wonder how that mobile mm-hmm. search is. Uh, have you have you tested this out in the mobile search? Is I, it, I is haven't it, tested. Uh, similar experience. Let's see, yeah. See if that see what that looks like. I'm curious to see if that the highlights uh, come out That's also available. on mobile. Yeah. Uh, so the highlighted uh, words obviously will will help you find what you're looking for there, and. Uh, this rollout here is available now to all users on the web and mobile. So it does say web and mobile. So we'll see, see how good that is. I always had different experience with search on mobile for chat. It's always been a little different than the desktop version. I always found the desktop to be, um, I don't know, easier to navigate the results and better results. Right. Well, I am doing it on, I am testing it on the account that has the new um, interface and the chat bubbles and so on. And it does highlight the words. And it also flagged me to say that it now has a filter of most relevant or most recent. You can sort by either. And then, of course, you've got the the drop down, um, uh, what do you call it? filters on the uh, on the top of the screen there as well just like you do on the on the web version so yeah. and that's on iOS I've not tried it on Android 
Cool. Well, those search results, uh, one details on that, they're based on what exact query as well as additional queries that might have been triggered, like secondary query synonyms and spell corrections, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. All right, more Vault updates here. Admins and Google Vault can now export hyperlinked Google Drive content from Yay. Gmail messages. So this started, yeah. This started Why did this take until the end of 2023 to become a thing? Yeah. Oh, I know, right? So yeah, in this update, uh, admins can export those drive files uh, hyperlinked in Gmail messages directly in Google Vault. So when those admins select export linked drive files, Vault will look for drive hyperlinks in the body of the emails being exported from Gmail. And then if those hyperlinks are found, a separate export of drive files will also be created. So uh, yeah, making it a lot easier to really get a better understanding of what was in that email and included there, not just the the text that was in that message, but also what was linked. And this follows up last week's, which you may have uh, missed because you were sick, of being able to export calendar um, events as part of Vault now as well. Uh, nice. So Vault All getting right. some really Thank solid, you. much needed, yeah, long Vault, awaited exactly. updates here. I know. Vault I has know, been right? like nothing for years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was what was the um, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. What it was, what it came from. Um, oh, the original product. Uh, what was it called? It was. Oh, that yeah, was. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Was, yeah, with a P. The Postini. 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 Yeah. The, see? Postini. Yes. I, I, there you go. <laughs> That's all I needed. That's all yeah. I needed. <laughs> Postini. Yeah. It really, it really, yeah, really hasn't seen uh, much updates from right. in the UI change. Uh, even the UI well, we, took we, so long. We got MBox, or we got PST rather. In. We had MBox, then we got PST. That was a big update. Yeah. I was very, very happy to have just that. Just the interface yeah. was old for mm -hmm. so long. Yeah. Just all right. Well, the update here that we're talking about that started uh, on for the Vault user interface uh, interface updates that started the fourth of December. On a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility for both rapid release and scheduled release domains. The API updates uh, that starts on an extended rollout, starts on the 4th of December on an extended rollout, potentially longer than 15 days for both of those wrap release and scheduled release domains. And and again, you know, if you have Vault or the add-on, you will have access to that. Uh, next, uh, clients, you can now set client-side encryption as the default mode for new emails, events, and files. But you know what, this, you know what would be good if, you know, this is client-side encryption, mm -hmm. right? But what would be great is if uh, confidential mode could be triggered as, you know, as the default on or, you know, turns on automatically when certain conditions exist. That was one of the, uh, interesting, you know, the biggest challenges that I always face talking about talking to customers about, well, you know, you can send secure messages in Gmail through confidential mode, but you know, it's, it's tough to enforce it or turn it on automatically when you're sending messages or, you know, to enable it as the message gets sent, if the user forgot to turn it on, if that message meets certain conditions, that's something that I would love to see is confidential mode, getting some automation in it. And I haven't really seen or heard any movement on that, but that would be a cool thing uh, to have. I was actually just trying to send some documents to a, a bank today. And I said, you know, Hey, can you send me a link to your secure document portal? Or here's these documents through Google drive. Oh, we can't access that link. And I'm like, all right, well, how about a confidential message? I'm sure they're going to come back nope. and say, we can't. I have that either. tried that you know, before just, where, when dealing with, for example, Morgan Stanley, who as a policy bans everything, Google, 
across the board. Yeah. Confidential yeah. mode did not work, um, which I had tried to do after setting them a drive link, which obviously didn't work. So the all of Google, the whole yeah. domain, IPs, everything totally right. blocked. I mean, which is just yeah, sad. They, I mean, they should have a link for a document. Yeah, they do. They, they should have a, like a way you they can go a Dropbox or, or whatever. Um, but it's yeah, it's just sad because Google right. is secure. People, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I think. I think what it is is they're they're limiting data leak and you know monitoring that uh, they have to you know be very specific. Sure, but somebody sending you something that you can't that. access to download only, like I don't know, there's got to be a yeah. middle ground. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, what has ended up happening? Well, you talk about limiting. Yeah. You know, people have created. Gmail accounts to use for this purpose, and then it's like, well, that's just terrible. So you know, yeah, right. I heard yeah. about that from a, another client. Yikes! Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I don't. I don't that. know if it was actually Morgan Stanley. It might have been a different group, but that's what people do. Is they just go and create a workaround, and it's like, okay, well, now you're less secure. Yeah. How does that help you? Yeah. 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 True. All right. Well, the client side encryption default mode here, admins are able to set that with CS and CSE by default for newly created Gmail messages, Google Calendar events, also for newly created docs, sheets, and slide files, as well as newly uploaded Google Drive files. So uh, that will be possible moving forward. And some, you know, decent animation here in uh, in this update. Not quite as small as our mm -hmm. mathematical equation one. Uh, so this, uh, uh, you know, will apply to, of course, pretty small subset, I think of our listeners and of Google customers in general, but for those of you that are using CSE, uh, this will definitely help out in automating that and enabling this for your users. Uh, this rollout started the 5th of December on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility for both rapid release and scheduled release domains. And, uh, you know, this is for Google workspace short controls, uh, as a, an add-on for enterprise plus customers. So yeah, short controls is, uh, is that like top tier echelon of, uh, of customers that are going to be paying a lot of money mm -hmm. for this. So I, very few customers I believe are, are leveraging this. Um, next, a uh, new beta is out for, to add granular control options for who can respond to Google forms. Uh, so you'll have, uh, you know, previously here, we saw that form creators had two sharing options to restrict responses to users within the domain, our trusted domains, or to make the forms public. And with the new option here, though, uh, you'll be able to limit responses, response access to specific users, groups, or target audiences, very similar to, you know, how file owners can restrict the sharing of docs, sheet slides, uh, sites, and so on in Drive. So this will, this will be... Yeah, it's a cool way to uh, kind of give you some more control over who can respond to those forms and, and limit that. So availability for this is, uh, looks like it is uh, out now. No uh, rollout pace on this one, but just looking at, trying to see if I missed it here, if they mentioned it somewhere here, but, uh, oh, here we go. For, yeah, here we go, for you to assign sign up the organization for the beta using the form. So there's a link that we will include. Uh, so when you sign up for that, use with the Google group uh, that are signed up for the beta should see this new feature within two to three weeks. So this is something that you do have to sign up for. So it's not one of those, you know, 
betas that everyone gets access to. So you will have to fill out a form uh, to get access. So if you are an end user looking for this feature, ask your admins to, to add you to that group and submit the form and uh, test, this, test this new feature out. Uh, there's also a link for users with personal Google accounts and Workspace individual subscribers. Looks like there is a different form for that. So keep an eye on the, uh, the update here for the link that you need for, uh, for your use case. And then uh, next, uh, we have the, the, ability, the ability to turn on snippets for additional context running data loss prevention rule violations. So when you have these you know, DLP rule violations or you know, a little bit of extra text that you could add in to let users know what's going on here. So this is going to start to apply for DLP events for Drive, Chat, and Chrome. So those snippets uh, will log the match content that triggered the DLP violation in the security investigation tool. And then admins will be able to use this information uh, captured in the snippet to better identify actual security risks, determine whether a false positive was returned, and decide on an appropriate course of action here. So, okay, so this is more for the admins. So when I read this, I thought it was more the the um, snippets that, you know, the the feedback the, the, the that you get as a user on the DOP violation. Mm -hmm. This is more for admins. It's kind of cool. So you can review the snippets and then uh, kind of see what was triggering the rule to then maybe fine-tune that DLP rule. So it'll be off by default. So if you're an admin, you want to go into the admin console there under security data protection, data protection settings, and sensitive content storage, and uh, enable enable that there. So you can uh, turn that on under description column and scroll down to sensitive content snippets, and you'll start to see the match detector ID and then the match content uh, stating, starting character and then the match content length. So yeah. It's uh, it's you gotta you gotta dig deep, I think, to to get that, but it is there. Uh, this rollout started on the sixth of December, uh, a potentially longer than fifteen day rollout uh, for both rep release and scheduled release domains, and this is available to those select enterprise customers, uh, select uh, education plus customers, and then cloud premium and beyond corp enterprise customers. So available to just those with DLP uh, functionality. All right, uh, next one here is the ability to manage conversations by muting notifications in Google Chat. So there'll be a new mute unmute option in Google Chat to assist in prioritizing and managing messages. I wonder, is it the same? Is there a keyboard shortcut uh, like there is to mute email messages? I don't know, probably not. But uh, right click on uh, you know the, the mess or the, um, the space there, or the uh, the DM, and you can start to mute those, mute those conversations. So it will not send push notifications, it won't appear in home, and it will also be visually deprioritized by being moved to the bottom of each conversation section. There we go. So if you're getting a lot of notifications from something you really don't wanna keep an eye on anymore, you'll be able to- Yeah, this is those. gonna be similar to muting an email in Gmail. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So does it turn does it turn back on though? Uh, I don't know if it turns back on like muting does with messages, but email messages. But just looking here. But I'm just seeing if you, you know, if you get directly mentioned, for example, to something that get triggered. Uh, but to unmute, yeah, click this unmute the option. 
Uh, doesn't look like there's a way for it to. Yeah, it doesn't get turned back on automatically from what I nope. can tell here, which is unlike mute emails, where if you get put back in the to uh, field, it will bring it back to your uh, inbox. But relative for this one, this one started with rep release domain on the 6th of December on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility. And the schedule release domains, uh, we'll see that uh, starting the 18th of December on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility. Uh, that is for the web rollout. For mobile rollout, uh, that started uh, quite some time ago, back in the 28th of November, uh, for both rep release and schedule release domains on a 15-day rollout, uh, gradual rollout for, that, for those uh, customers. And all workspace customers and personal Google accounts will get access to that one. All right. Uh, next, we have uh, the updated grace period for resolving policy violations in managed iOS devices. So, uh, with uh, with this update here, uh, you know, the, well, the current situation with uh, the the way things were was admins when admins made a policy change that resulted in an app going from unmanaged to managed. Uh, if that violation was detected, twenty four hour grace period was given for users to comply with the change. And then after the grace period, users will, would lose the ability to access their Google Workspace account. So moving forward, there's some adjustments, uh, and they're adjusting a few components here to how the grace period operates to boost compliance and prevent in, uh, inadvertent circumvention. So with uh, no grace period here, none, uh, the managed app, in this situation here, the managed app uh, app's policy violation is detected during the device enrollment and the managed app policy violation by the app is detected after 24 hours from the moment the admin changes the policy. That next step here is going to be the same uh, for both these. The user will be prompted to install the app from the Google device policy app for iOS or they'll lose access to Google Workspace. Uh, and then also uh, grace period here, so 24 hours, the managed app's policy violation by the app is detected within the 24 hours from the moment the admin changes the policy. So I guess there's a little um, little differences here to the way things are, uh, but uh, hopefully that helps improve, uh, as it says, helps boost compliance and prevent inadvertent circumvention. So that uh, available that uh, setting and functionality is available now to both wrap release and schedule release domains, and this starts with uh, Business Plus Enterprise Standard Enterprise Plus customers and up, uh, also Frontline Starter Frontline Standard uh, Education Standard and Plus customers, as well as those Enterprise Essentials Enterprise Essential Plus customers, um, and those with Cloud Identity Premium added on as well. All right. Uh, back to some more DLP uh, functionality here. So there's some custom notifications for Google Chat DLP rules uh, now being generally available. So there was that beta that was announced earlier this year uh, that allowed admins to display custom notifications when a Google Chat message is blocked or intercepted based on data loss prevention rules. So this is kind of what I was thinking of in the other update where the users are seeing some messages here. Uh, so the custom notifications that admins can provide uh, users with will uh, give that user, of course, a little bit more context about why they're blocked from sending that specific message and then what they can do to unblock themselves and you know include some links to additional resources uh, where they might be able to get um, you know some guidelines for sensitive data and uh, you know 
actionable recommendations. So there is uh, some information from the original announcement that uh, is linked in the article here and a little image of, you know, what the what the pop-up notification looks like for uh, users when that message couldn't be sent. Um, so a rollout pace for this one. Uh, this started on the 7th of December, and uh, it was on a very quick full rollout with one to three days for visibility uh, for both wrapped release and scheduled release domains. And again, you know, if you have DLP uh, available, then, uh, you know, enterprise uh, SKUs, you will have access to this one. So just those select customers that uh, are using DLP. Uh, I don't think that was in the recap post. No, after updated grace periods for policy violations, I have additional enhancements to the search results page in Google Chat. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm uh, interesting. You you look uh -huh. at the recap post. So right? I have the RSS, RSS feed open also, but I usually there. look through the recap post and it's so. not there. E signature E signature is also not there. Hmm. Uh huh. Oh really? Okay. So a couple little items Oops. missed in the recap post, huh? Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, only eleven. There's the two. Only eleven sections or items. Yeah, that's the two. That's what we're missing. I was like, "Where is he reading this from?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I got it from. All right, so this was custom notifications for Google Chat. Uh, we've got a couple more left here. Jeez, three more left. Still a few more to go. Uh, next one, like I said, e-signatures uh, being generally available for workspace individual customers. Uh, so this uh, is kind of piggybacking on the earlier announcement uh, where the e-signature for Docs and Drive was announced in beta. And that was uh, that was back in, uh, geez, over a year ago, August. No, no, sorry, not a year ago. No, no, sorry. This was August 2023. I'm mixing up my years here. Uh, so only a few months ago. Uh, so, but earlier in June 2022, they began alpha testing, uh, uh, testing that. That's last year, obviously. Uh, but the ability for e-signatures for workspace individual customers is now GA, and that will be available for Docs and Drive uh, and rolling out now. Uh, so you'll be able to see, uh, you'll be able to request signatures, see the status of pending signatures, and find completed contracts. You'll also be able to sign official contracts directly within Google Drive, limiting the need to switch apps or tabs. And you can also create a copy of any given contract so it can be used as a template to initiate multiple e-signature requests. So there you go. Uh, some uh, some enhancements since that last announcement. So some new expanded functionality. It's going to include an audit trail, uh, multi-signer, uh, non-GMA users, as well as initiating e-signature on PDFs uh, in a beta there is going to be available. So a couple new things coming uh, coming to this feature as this rolls out into GA for individual customers. And then uh, there'll be some new things coming out in the next few months. So the PDF templates and then custom text fields uh, will be coming in the next few months. So select workspace additions. There'll be some uh, availability section here that I'll, I'll read it right off uh, below. Um, but you can also apply it to beta test the e-signature using that form. So those, um, those will be... Uh, that form will be accepting applications until the 18th of December. 
And then that feature will be available as part of a larger beta, which will include access to the new custom email layouts in Gmail. So that is also a pretty cool update. Um, Interesting point coming. in the availability here. It says that it's available to Workspace individual subscribers, but mm -hmm. eligible for the beta is Workspace Business Standard, Business Plus, Enterprise Starter, Enterprise Standard, basically yes. everybody, except for you know everybody above right. Business Standard. And nonprofits. Yep. Uh, yeah, right. above standard above starter. And yes, standard and above. Yep. Yep. Standard above. Yep. 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 Indeed. So that yeah. So that's um so that's the rollout coming to workspace there. That's cool. So yeah, this is definitely one to uh to sign up for and start testing. This would be a cool, cool feature. Get rid of uh see if you can get rid of some of those other e-signature document tools that cost a fortune oh, yeah. that uh, are very complex to set up. Hopefully this makes it a lot easier and more seamless. Because you know, really it's like most of the time it really just is, you know, putting in a few open text fields for someone to type in their name, their title, and the date and sign it, right? That's the majority of e-signature stuff, but that's it, you know. Um you know, very few orgs have a super complex e-signature process, but um, this should hopefully simplify things a, a, a lot. A lot. Um, all right. Did I do this twice? I think I did this twice. What do I have? Additional enhancements here? to the search results page in chat. Is next? Well, I had. Oh, sorry. I, I opened up that old uh, link to the uh, confused yourselves. Had an extra doc or extra tab here. I did. I did. I looked at the date. I'm like, wait a minute, August. That's that's the wrong date. That's not. Uh, that's not now. All right. Additional enhancements to the search results in Google Chat. Yes. So you know, this looks very similar to the yep. the announcement that I was talking about earlier. Uh, so. Yeah, redesigned chat functionality, highlighting of the, you know, the, the search query words that you have. Uh, really, not much in this update uh, that really is new. Um, it was it was kind of talked about in the other updates. The, so the screenshots like are identical, duplicated, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, right. That's what I'm looking. at. I'm like, this is the same screenshot of the highlight text, and you know, they they maybe could have combined this update together into one. I think they. Um, yeah, let's put this out for unnecessary reasons. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is actually the same stuff that's in the other update. Anyways, rollout for this one. Uh, start December eighth, full rollout, rapidly scheduled domains. Everyone gets this. Uh, everyone on workspace as well as personal account. So that's all done. Yeah, looks like probably a duplicate there. Uh, last uh, but not least, easily fill in smart chips in Google Docs using placeholder chips. Uh, so. This is, uh, you know, for when you're in those docs, uh, it'd be a, repla a replaceable chip for people, dates, files, events, and places can be inserted and quickly filled in by collaborators. Uh, so upon hovering or clicking on a chip, a search menu opens and includes results filtered by the chip type. And these placeholder chips are particularly useful for when, you know, when you're using building blocks and custom building blocks. And yeah, this is huge for building more. blocks and templates. If you have shared templates oh, that people right. use, like meeting notes, for yeah. example, or exactly. whatever, um, you know, internal documents, mm -hmm. being able to just have a place instead of putting some other place there and expecting people to know to change it. Yeah. 
So this one started rolling out on the 8th of December, uh, gradually rolled out up to 15 days for visibility uh, there, and both wrap release and schedule release domains. We'll be seeing this uh, across all workspace and personal Google accounts. So that wraps up the updates for this week. Had lots of them for you there. So hopefully you found some useful ones in those. And uh, Jesse, we'll talk a little bit about the two news. Okay, finally, a uh, real successor to the Chrome bit, if you all remember that, the little teeny tiny dongle uh, device that people have been using for signage and smaller applications for years. This is the Chromebox oh, yes. Micro from uh, you know Lenovo, small company called Lenovo. They've been oh, building out a whole bunch of great uh, Chrome devices over the years, and this looks to be another hit for them. It's basically the size of a smartphone and has the same processing power as a Chromebook that you would get for um, a school a student, for example. So it's got the uh, the N of what was it, the forty N forty five hundred Intel Celeron N forty five hundred CPU. It's got eight gig of RAM, thirty two gig of storage. It's fanless, ventless, dustproof. Holy it's cow. basically bulletproof Great. and made to run forever and yeah. that was the idea it's made for signage and um essentially it weighs well it weighs a pound which is almost nothing and uh it's just designed to be a really rock solid simple straightforward chromebox and they actually partnered with um i'm not finding the name of the company here can power two can 4k power displays two 4k yep. displays that's crazy like your your MacBook um, couldn't even power it, like two port 4K space. It's just that <laughs> three, I mean. one of them is a twenty seven <laughs> well, inch. Sorry, one of them is two twenty seven inch 4K displays side I by side. Know. So um, and the other one is a massive four K. So yeah, uh, <laughs> we were joking about before the show that uh, that Macs are not able to uh, necessarily yeah. handle that much unless you upgrade to uh, the highest M three uh, Max processor here. Anyway, um, another point here is that. That they also um, offer a monitor. They worked with a company called InStore Screen to develop a custom 15.6 inch and 21.5 inch touchscreen display that actually has a cutout built into the back of it. So you can just slot this uh, Chromebox micro directly into the back of it and screw it in and then mount the whole thing on whatever surface you please. Uh, this is going to be priced just the Chromebox itself at $219 in the US and be slated for release in the first quarter of 2024 in select worldwide markets. So stay tuned on this. I think this is going to be selling like hotcakes in the beginning. It's going to be very popular. And this is just a great all around wonderful Chromebox device. Very excited for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like the, the A-Open one, too. though. I yeah. really like the A-Open one. That, that thing is pretty, that thing is a beast. That's, a, I mean, those things are... <laughs> the like whole thing is a heat sink. Like the heat sinks <laughs> on that. I love those ones. Yeah, so yeah, those are pretty cheap. Yeah, and those things are cheap though too. That's that's around that. That's the thing though. Yeah, those were I don't know, like yeah. two fifty something like that. So a little bit more. And I and I think you know that's the thing. Like the for the price point, I'd go with the A Open. Honestly, the A Open one just has more functionality, more features, more connectivity options, and I don't know. It's just it just seems like it's just built more commercial grade than than this one, but. You know, I think that the if the price point on this one could have been like around 
you know, 150, 170, like under 200, under, it's got to be under 200 to make it kind of appealing for me um, to take it over the A open one. But, you know, still, still nice to see some competition though in this, in this space. Cause really the A open one was the only one that. Yeah. I'd um, like to get some hands on before making a judgment here. I think that this one probably also is built like a tank and is, uh, I imagine made out of, uh, okay. metal pretty much all around. It's hard okay. to tell just looking at the pictures. I don't see anything that says what it's made out of. Um, but, uh, I imagine that this is designed yeah. to compete yeah. directly with that. So good call. All right, last but not least, goodbye Google Podcasts. Google announces that Google Podcasts will officially shut down in April 2024, coinciding, um, coincidentally or not, with Google Next. Um, If you haven't gotten your tickets for that, do so now. They are selling like hotcakes. But anyway, back to the update. Google Podcasts is going to be shut down. There's a new support article that details um, how Google will be shutting it down. Uh, There are a couple options for you here. There is a really easy one-click option to migrate all of your subscriptions and everything you have set up on podcasts over to YouTube Music. It's music.youtube.com forward slash transfer underscore podcasts. Um, And if you want to leave the Google ecosystem entirely, you can um, export everything into a OPML file, and that's at podcast.google.com forward slash settings. You'll find that there. So um, still haven't seen anything from the host's perspective as to how we're supposed to work with the fact that we've got a lot of history on Google Podcasts as well as this show and all of our episodes there for the last, well, three years since we started it. Um, And what that's going to look like given that the podcast is also on YouTube in video form and listed on YouTube as a podcast and can be seen in YouTube Music as a podcast. So quite frankly, I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but I imagine we're going to see some information coming out on that as this approaches. Yeah, interesting. So, I mean, is there going to be a way for someone to like tag so a, there video already is. a podcast? So there already is, and that's and this on, like, show is tagged as a podcast, and you can listen to just the audio on Apple Music. I think it does play the video if you have it open or something along those lines. I haven't really played with it much, but this show is classified as a podcast on YouTube, and the question is, okay, well, now that I'm bringing over, like if I were to bring over that metrics and that content from Google Podcasts, as a host, then, um, you know, where does that go? Yeah. Right. Does it combine? How is it going to combine or does it just disappear? I don't know. Maybe we'll just lose those metrics. We'll have to see. All right. Well, that's all for this week. Um, stay tuned next week for some big news from us. Um, send us your questions and comments on Twitter as usual at Workspace Recap and our website, WorkspaceRecap.com. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our updates every single week. Um, thumbs up if you're over on the YouTube side. Drop your comments by all means. Have a great week. Happy holidays, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Workspace Recap.